Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Recharge Wrestling. We're here to plug you into the world of professional wrestling. I'm Fisher and I'm here with one of my co-hosts today in Krusty. Hey everyone. Keeney couldn't make this, which is quite sad because it's a uh, it's a Clash at the Castle review podcast, which obviously we all attended on Saturday night and had an amazing time. Um, but yeah, it's just the two of us reviewing the show. We thought we'd get a review done because we were so excited about the show. We wanted to let the dust settle a little bit and not do it, even though we did try and go live on Saturday night. Really, I think it's better we waited a couple of days to have our thoughts on the show. Um, Rather that we can actually hear ourselves think now. My, I don't know yeah, about you. My, my voice was terrible as well. My voice was terrible <laughs> yesterday. Um, I'd lost my after singing Edge's theme song and stuff and shouting Drew McIntyre. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a great, great event. Though, really, really uh, pleased we all went. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about what happened, and we'll we'll start with the main event and everything that happened with that because I feel like it's the biggest talking point from the show, obviously. Um, kind of left, I think, the fans feeling... A lot of fans, Not if, I can't speak for everyone, but a lot of fans feeling a little bit flat with the result of the match, even though the match itself and the journey we went on through the match with the near falls and the theory coming out, I think was a brilliant match and a brilliant like story. <laughs> I think it's just... It, it's a story that didn't have a happy ending in the end. It was... It was Roman Reigns wins again um, and keep it keep it going, which in the long term I've, I'm fine with, and I'll explain why in a minute. But on the night, felt wrong. It burst our bubble a bit, didn't it? Yeah. If you was there live, you'd have experienced this. And I think there's been a lot of buzz around it on the internet of how excited and loud this crowd was. Being amongst it was incredible. Yeah. And I've never seen... I've heard Roman be booed, but it's mixed. But I have never seen him get such heat. This was, and Drew was so over. It was unbelievable. I don't think, as as a crowd, stopped chanting throughout the whole show. No, uh, the only quiet the match. match. Yeah, no, certainly if you're not, not through that match. And for, to be honest, the only time the crowd was a little bit quiet was the Shayna Baszler Liv Morgan match, where yeah. I felt like it died. It was a little bit of a buffer. And I don't think that was because the wrestling was bad. It's just no, because it that feud wasn't hot. No. Um, but we'll get more onto that. And, and it was right in the middle of the card where we'd had the, the start where everyone was energetic and then we knew what was coming afterwards. So, a lot, I, I mean, a lot of people get got up and sort of went to the toilet and got snacks and stuff during this match, which is a bit of a shame. We'll, we'll get to that anyway in a bit. But the main event itself, crazy it, atmosphere. Um, as you said, such a good story. Is, in terms of wrestling, I think, to, in a way, we can be blinded slightly by the result. 
yeah. the actual wrestling and the story told was incredible. Mm. Uh, I haven't Roman watched it back, but it, I've seen clips of stuff of it, and it looks even better than I thought with the commentary and everything. The commentary would probably help tell the story even better. Definitely. I mean, you had all sorts of elements in. I know we said Karrion Cross didn't do much, but he was there. Putting him in this title picture, um, is he, isn't he going to get involved? You then had the, the awesome spot, which I actually predicted in the crowd way before the match even happened. Yeah, you did. Tyson Theory running down. Sorry, Tyson Theory. Austin Theory. <laughs> <laughs> then getting coming down to cash in, getting knocked out by Tyson Fury, who was in the one of the front rows, mm. which was a brilliant way of getting Tyson Fury involved in the match without him actually impacting. The yes, match. because he'd have hit Drew or something. I was very worried he was going to hit Drew. And it, I know that wouldn't have made much sense because you, obviously you want like, the the local celebrity to be the baby face. Yes. You know, there was also the opportunity might have, what I thought could happen is it might go the other way and Roman Reigns would try and make him acknowledge him and it would just be like, bam, and smash <laughs> Roman. Um, and then Drew could kind of win from that. But even that, I would have been a bit like, should, probably shouldn't have him involved in the film. But yeah. Austin Fury coming out, who no one really likes anyway and wasn't actually in the match, hadn't cashed in yet. So he didn't lose his briefcase as well, which Brilliant I think is key way. as well. Yeah. You know, he didn't lose his briefcase because of it. And he just got smacked in the, in the face. I, think I it thought it was a brilliant scenario. Yeah, to he get was the crowd really well. wound up from him coming down. Yep. But then to have him not get it and then the pop for Fury as well. So, yeah, absolutely loved that. And then something none of us expected. I hadn't seen this predicted anywhere. Solo Sokoa coming and pulling the ref no. out the ring as Drew was about to win the match. Um, no, I hadn't either. We couldn't even see where we were and he was all dressed in a tracksuit. We couldn't see him. So I honestly thought he'd won. <laughs> and then... Yes, suddenly, same, same. We, we I, I was so confused by the... by the on the, Watching it where we were, we couldn't see Solo Sokoa. I didn't even see the ref. I got saw the ref got pulled out on the screen, but it was like after. I thought he'd counted to three. And yeah, I was... I was a bit baffled, and then obviously we, we watched on the screen and saw Solo Sokoa got unveiled. Um, it was a big surprise. I mean, I'd heard rumours of him getting called up soon from NXT, and that's why, because he's been kept quite recently. He's not really been in many storylines on NXT. He's been quite quiet. Um, so I did think the call-up might be coming soon, and they can integrate him into the bloodline very easily. But I didn't expect it here in the main event of this match. I really wasn't expecting it at all. I think Triple H is really taking the agenda of don't use current stars in these big spots, make stars from these spots. Yes. Whether they're hated or or loved, you're, you're putting somebody who is essentially to, to main crowds, obviously we know who Solo Skoa is, but to main crowds, he's a nobody. How do you get him noticed? You get him to interfere in the world title match, uh, universal title match. Yeah. That's how you do it. Um, yeah, and I know Keeney asked the question it was when we did our live the other day, you know, is he a big enough star to enter the main event? And my response was kind of like, well, we know, but I would rather them use someone that makes sense and you can build a storyline with than yeah. just do it for a pop yeah. um, and have someone in, enter the match for a pop and then you're not going to... Say if Tyson Fury had come in and been the guy to either cost Drew or cost Roman, what use is that for the future? Because yeah. you're probably not even going to have a match with Tyson Fury. And if you did, no one's going to care. Um, whereas Solo Sokoa, you can build in the storyline with the bloodline on Friday. 
I'm really intrigued to see where this goes because I think this could be the end of Sami Zayn now getting kicked out. This is where we get the storyline with Kevin Owens and the Usos. There, we as well? Are the Usos going to have that? Like, are the Usos going to be a bit salty because their younger brother's coming in and he's going to Roman's going to favour him over them? Or it really like, there's makes so the many directions. Excited, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, there's so many directions you can go in, and they've had this dynamic before when Jay was in, and then Jimmy came in, and like after he come back from his injury, um, and then you've got the Sami Zayn dynamic that's been going on recently, which has also been great. So. I think making the the bloodline have these things keeps keeps it fresh and keeps it interesting. Hundred um, percent. You know, but it'll be interesting because I I don't. It's it's where Drew goes from here that makes it even more. I interesting. wonder whether he's going to have a bit of a break because he did say he had a back injury. I That's a good point. He does step down for a little bit. We don't know how bad that is or whether that was played up a little bit just to give him that extra babyface feel. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's so many new. Well, Carrion Cross, I suppose, would be quite an obvious. I think something's going to happen there because either Cross is going for Roman or Cross is going for Drew next. He's teased both. Discussed, Roman it? is probably going to have some time off now until the big stadium show. So it's probably going to be Survivor Series, or maybe the, think... or maybe Crown Jewel. Uh, he might defend at Crown Jewel. Yeah, good point. So is Crown Jewel before Survivor Series? Yes, it says Stream Rules next. I don't think Roman will. Defend the title there. I think you may get Cross versus Drew there. Extreme Rules. Yeah. And the winner then faces Roman again. That's a good shout. Uh, and it could well be Drew because Drew versus Roman at yeah. Jewel would be a big draw. It would. Uh, and potentially he gets it. Um, they have huge crowds. and it, it I, means I, I just think it'd be silly not to do it. If you're going to do it, you might as well do it in the UK. I don't understand why I you would do that. I think Triple H would know to do that in the UK, wouldn't he? But... Yeah, it, doesn't make, it wouldn't make any sense for me. If it, and I don't see Cross beating Roman Reigns. I just, I just don't think that's no, viable. Not, not now. Not yet, anyway. But yeah, overall, really, really good match. As you said, the, the finish was a bit uh, sour for the, for the home yeah, and, fans. and and the weird way they tried to make up for it. Let's talk about that because Tyson Fury then gets. In I the was ring. gonna ignore it, but okay. I think I think we need to discuss it because it was on the TV. If it was just on for us and it wasn't on the telly, I think we can just ignore it because most people wouldn't have seen it. But the fact that this was on telly was very bizarre, um, and I I don't get why they did it. And I thought it made Drew look a bit weird after he just lost a big main event match, having him singing. Um, so yeah, I was I didn't get why they did this at all. Other than to try and send the fans home happy, but to me, you do something different than that. Maybe you do like a quick segment where Fury comes out or something, and you just have Drew Claymore him or something like that, rather than what they did. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I, I guess the point they were trying to maybe get across is that because Fury was saying how how well he fought and things like that, and he should have. But I guess that would work better if he lost cleanly. But he lost. He didn't lose clean. He got I screwed guess. over. He should be really angry. He should and, have been angry. You yeah, know, which and, and he didn't. That was the thing. And if it was just for the live crowd, I wouldn't have a problem with it. Because we all know that once it goes off the TV, yeah. anything goes. I wonder really. whether it was supposed to happen. I, I'm wondering whether that was. Well, the show did end like earlier that. than we thought. Because we were surprised, weren't we, at how early it ended? Because mm. we, the TV listing said 10 o'clock. And from what I'd heard from some sort of reliable sources online, it was meant to be 10.30 finish, possibly. Like between 10, 10.30. And it finished at 9.30. Um, 
And then, you know, it was a few extra minutes with the Tyson Fury bit. So maybe you're right. Maybe they had a bit of extra time and they just thought, do you know what? We'll just send Tyson Fury into, in, in there and, and we'll just, just sing going. a song. Because it yeah. didn't seem too planned. No, it, it did feel a little bit improvised. The Tyson Fury thing was fine. I think the Drew part was a bit odd, like yeah. you say. Yeah, Tyson Fury doing it on his own would have been okay. If Drew had gone back to the rings, uh, back, salty. Like, acknowledged the fans, said thanks, but then gone, I need to get out of here and get my head together or whatever. And then Tyson Fury entered the ring well, and started singing. Yeah. I'd have been okay. Um, difficult, isn't it? It was, it was just a bit strange. But yeah, the overall match was really good. Um like you said, a, a couple of the spots were really interesting. There were so many good near falls as well, where there was one Claymore where I thought Drew had won before that. And there was a couple of spears as well. And then Drew did a spear on Roman as well. That was sick. Um, so there were loads of... It, it, they had us in the palm of their hands. They really did. We were out of our seats. We really thought that Drew was winning. So fair play. They worked us in that sense <laughs> to believe it. And not just us, 62,000 other people as well. Um, oh, yeah. But like I say, in the long run, my argument for them not having Drew win, like on the night, we get a great pop. But then when Friday comes around on SmackDown, are the audience going to care that Roman is still champion and Drew's not? I don't think they are. I think most the US fan base, their normal core fan base, probably would prefer to still see Roman with the title. It was just us in that building and the UK fans that wanted Drew to win on that night. I think most people wouldn't have said, who do you want to dethrone Roman? I don't think they'd say Drew McIntyre. Personally. I suppose it's similar to like Sami Zayn or KO winning in Canada. It's yeah, exactly. Thing, that, that audience wants it, but is it necessarily best for the long-term story? And I think that would be Triple H's sort of argument. If, if you, he, I don't think he has explained it. He might the only thing is, I feel comments. it's a little bit sad that Drew never got his moment because I thought he always go, was going to after carrying it through that's, COVID. Yeah, that's, had that that's a shame. Win. And for me, he deserves it. And he could be the one to the front moment. Like, it's not like it's ridiculous thinking about it and plus the fact that he came up to broken dreams which we haven't even mentioned yet and all this stuff adding in added to the emotion but i think that's why they did it i think they were like right we're gonna put broken dreams in there we're gonna play all these videos yeah and and then they they want us to be heartbroken at the end of the show which isn't the best way to think about it but that's wrestling like wrestling is like that sometimes sometimes the fans go home and they get what they want it's weird when every when everyone i didn't like it when they used to have um I class the Clash of the Castle quite similar to like Crown Jewel show. Yeah. But initially, they just used to please the crowds, and anyone who you would write on paper should win to please the crowd would win. Yeah, yeah. Now they don't do that. They've changed it. And to be honest, it would have been strange if they did. Although they literally took everything away from us because Seamus also lost. Well, I was going to say that 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 kind of segues a little bit. I mean, I wasn't going to talk. We weren't going to talk about Seamus. Yeah, let's match go straight on. Should we that, move on yeah. to the Seamus match because? For me, this is my favourite match of the night. I thought it was a sensational match. Like the the, the wrestling in his, this match was great. The crowd again behind Sheamus, but also for for Gunter, they were loud as well. It wasn't it wasn't like the Roman match where it was oh, like no, not all in on. It was a fifty fifty split, maybe slightly towards more towards Sheamus. But the way the way they just like the beats and all that, and the way they built up to the ten beats and the the, the Walter chops or Gunter chops, um, the power bombs, all of the stuff they did in this match was. I mean, they kind of. Bo- it looked like he botched the first power bomb, but he did. He like put him down, didn't he? Apart, apart from, from, that, from that, it was such a good match. It was just so so. Although good. it does show in a way 
how much of a quality wrestler he is because he probably thought he was going to hurt him. So he pulled it. He he pulled he pulled back. So he almost, he almost placed him down, didn't he? Yeah. Um, if he'd have just gone with it and launched well, it, I, I mean, his power bombs that generally they're not. He doesn't he doesn't smash them down like that. He kind of just drops them like yeah. safely, um, which is weird because what was like quite a obviously his chops and that are very aggressive, and but he's actually. When he does a power bomb, he doesn't do it, and I think, oh, they're going to hurt themselves um, most of the time, anyway. But yeah, I think you might be right, and you kind of pulled out of it a little bit. But yeah, it was a I just fantastic match. Love it. It was match. brutal. Seeing some pictures back of their chest, especially Sheamus. Ouch! But you know, they just say, "Go for it." That this is what we want. Yeah, and both of them just wanted a cracking, hard hitting match. And, and I love the reaction to this online. People calling this, you know, a match of the year contender. People loving this match. That weren't at the show as well. You know, the US audience that were watching at home love this, love this show, uh, match. And again, the crowd made it again here. Uh, Seamus afterwards stayed in a ring and he got like serenaded. Seamus must not have felt that love in a long time because in, in the US he gets a bit of a reaction, but he's not one of the hugest stars anymore, is he, in WWE? No. So for him to get that reaction must have been really cool. And we also, talking of, we talked about Solo Sokoa a minute ago, we got another NXT call up in this uh, match as well. Yes, Vinci. That was awesome, actually. I got really excited here. So um, Vinci, who was formerly, why has it left my head, Fisher? Fabian Eichner. There we go. Yeah, Eichner from Imperium has now come back to complete the original Imperium set from NXT UK and then briefly in NXT. Uh, you have Gunther, um, Ludwig Fabian Kaiser. Eichner, so Vinci and uh, Ludwig Kaiser. The, all the name changes are confusing me now. Yeah. But yeah, Imperium are back and they are a phenomenal force. They are incredible. Vinci's so you... good in the ring. Like On the main oh, roster, with yeah. Triple H running it, he's going to have some banger matches. And, ta- and the tag division now, because they weren't in the tag division. You had Gunther yeah. doing the wrestling. Kaiser yeah. occasionally wrestling against Gunther's opponents. So like he'd faced... Oh, well, we mm-hmm. faced Butcher as Seamus' thing. But you had like Nakamura versus Kaiser a couple of times before Nakamura then faced Gunther. But here now, you can have them in the tag division as well which will be incredible. Oh, yeah. You can have um, awesome six-man tags. You can have great singles matches, tag matches. This is going to be great. Them versus the bloodline down the line could be absolutely I was going to say it's a bit of a dream match, isn't it? But getting them in a six-man tag, wow. Could you imagine something like that, a Survivor Series? With all the titles on the line or something as well. Like that. Like if if Imperium win, Gunter gets the... Titles and the tag and the tag, they get the tag titles. You can and do then something they steal mad the like Intercontinental. That. Could happen. Yeah, or uh, to do that, I think you'd have to have Gunter drop the titles, maybe, and then. Well, you know, you could you could do it like that because you could have them give it to Solo Sokoa. You could yeah. have them win the titles and say it's Solos. Like they, I don't know, and then you can make the yeah. You could definitely do something like that. It'd be awesome. Give the Bloodline even more titles. But, it's the yeah. only one they don't have, and now they've got an extra member. You never know. Then they they, might, they might do title. that. Maybe they'll give Solo Sokoa the 24-7 title. <laughs> Make no, it that. relevant. Bring yeah, it to pin, the island of tonight or more. Yeah. <laughs> that'll, uh, that'll do it. That'll uh, get him over. Like you say, absolutely great match. Thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, oh, really hard amazing. hitting. And yeah. great. And um, something that really didn't disappoint at all from start to finish. There was no disappointment at all had to be 
Edge and Rey Mysterio versus the Judgment Day. Yeah. Just straight away. Obviously, Rey Mysterio, awesome, cool um, entrance. He's an absolute legend. But Edge coming out to Metalingus, I have not heard anything like it. This was louder than when I've been to concerts. The amount of people... This felt like a gig. I don't know anyone who wasn't seeing... I didn't see anybody who wasn't singing Metalingus here. This was just sort of in, engulfed in the Apart moment. the two guys sat next to me who didn't pop for anything all night. Well, let's hope they don't recognise us now. <laughs> Tisha, you've but they didn't. They didn't. Them. No, but they didn't. I mean, they're, they're, I'm sure they'd admit it. I mean, each fan has it. to enjoy it in the way uh, they, but they, uh, they Yeah, I mean, they can if they know. want. But I'm just saying they weren't. They were like the only two people I could see not singing it. But they didn't pop for much all night. So Maybe it's because they were sat next to you. They're really sad about yeah, that. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, incredible. He also came out in a lucha mask, luchador mask, which I thought was really cool. That was a cool in homage uh, to Rey Mysterio. The fact yeah. he was tagging with him, but he—you could tell he was enjoying it. He got in the ring and he was smiling and laughing, just soaking it in. Um, <coughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, the, um, that moment—that was incredible. It was an incredible. It was probably my favorite moment of the whole show. Like singing along to that, yeah. I just felt like this is incredible. And I watched the clip back of his entrance. Uh, on TV, I don't think it does it justice of how loud we were. Like you can no. hear it, but it doesn't do it justice. Um, I've seen videos from in the fans yeah. where we were sat, and it sounds incredible. But on the TV, you could hear it, but because obviously Edge's music's playing very loud as well, it doesn't quite do it justice. You can hear I the fans. I couldn't hear his music. I could only hear the fans. Yeah, exactly. So I think it was incredible how how loud we went. And then we got a decent tag team match. I wouldn't say it was anything like special exactly the match i thought it was good um, there was some cool it was more about the after angle yeah there was definitely some you good... had edge hit a hit a 619 <clears throat> uh, that was awesome yeah which was great i liked and i, I like the fact that you failed the first one as well yes um like sorry we can't you know we haven't got um we didn't write notes obviously because we're not stupid yeah we haven't we're, we're, we're not as, as thorough <laughs> as usual so yeah. our thorough analysis we've got i've got to remember things and not forget them there was no way i was going to waste the uh opportunity <clears throat> there to just be engulfed in it and not and just no. write, i didn't want to be sat there writing and the thing is i might have watched it back the whole show when we got home if there wasn't nxt and then all out on as well i am completely burnt out i spent like eight hours today watching wrestling so <laughs> do you know what i mean I, i've got raw tonight so yeah i don't want to i can't watch any more so um that's why i haven't watched it back but I, I will want to at some point i'm sure like i'll give it a few months when i've forgotten it what exactly happens I'll, I'll give you by the, ne- the next week or so i think you'll have watched it maybe but can, it'll be cool because i like watching old pay-per-views back on the network but to watch one we're actually at i've never done that before like we've never had the opportunity to do that so that can be one i mean I, i'll probably still be watching it in 10 years time like, it'd be so cool. If um, they still did the VHS, I'd buy it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Of course. Um, anyway, there's a little bit off the off the topic there. But, yeah, just um, a little bit, yeah. So, yeah, Edge and Ray's tag match itself, really, the, the wrestling itself was really, really good. I think, like I said, the after angle is what is the headline grabber here with with Dominic. We, we all predicted it. We all saw it coming. Yeah. Um, but we... On our predictions, we foolishly predicted Judgment Day to win because of it. They didn't do that. They had Edge and Ray win first and then do the turn, which is fair enough. They've tricked us twice doing this. I know. I keep falling for it. Edge has won twice when I've I've gone for uh, Judgment Day to win. Um, I must say, Judgment Day are looking a bit weak now. They do need to win. I don't don't think they've won anything. No, that is true. Um, 
they are being looked. I know they're booked against top. They're being booked against top stars like Edge is as big as you can get, and Rey Mysterio. As oh, well. I think when you're getting a turn, they could have used that as you, an excuse. You could have used it as an excuse for them to win. Although this turn did work very well in a way. It did. I think though they wanted as well. The shot. We, we'll talk about it, but we had a lot of hills and disappointing wins. We talked about Sheamus not winning, Drew not winning. And yeah, I know Finn. I know Finn's a, a UK win. Ireland guy, but he's a hill. Look how over Edge was. Everyone's going along to his entrance. Everyone wasn't. It's Edge to win this match. So I think for the for the fan service here, they probably had to have Edge win. Um, so I do I do understand it because I think if they hadn't, it would have been like virtually all heels winning, other than Liv Morgan, who is a babyface, but she isn't the level of star. To, for the fans to go, oh yeah, at least live one. Like I, I think if everybody they didn't want to win apart from live, it's going to make a difference. Um, but yeah, Dominic's turn was awesome. The low blow to Edge first, then Ray, Ray kind of savage was... clothesline. He took his head off, didn't he? Yeah, and what I loved about this is it was almost identical looking to one Batista did on Rey Mysterio when he turned on him. 15 years really? ago or so. And another, cool. I don't, there was someone, else, it might have been Eddie Guerrero or someone else as well, did exactly the same thing. So it's continuity of this kind of move um, being used on Ray, which I love that. Um, and I, I loved as well, the, my favorite part of it is since, since, and I saw it on the screen as well at the time, Judgment Day's reaction, they're laughing at it, was fantastic. Yeah, I loved that picture of Finn just absolutely creasing up. Um, so I guess the final remaining question to ask about this is, does Dom actually join the Judgment Day or is he just going to be heel on his own? Um, well, I always predicted I thought he should because yeah. he's got that awesome purple gear. But this doesn't look like he is or needs to. But I think it may continue to play the story of Rhea trying to win him over because Rhea's the one that seems to be getting in his head. Yes. I think Rhea feels like the leader, to be honest, doesn't she? Hmm. And I think she should be because she isn't doing too much in the women's division at all. No. Um, so give her a major role in in the Judgment Day, sort of the ringleader. Yeah. Um, I, I think it'd be a good idea to have it for long, and then maybe you get a sort almost like a tug of war of Dominic swaying back towards Ray. Mm. Rhea trying to win him over, and then eventually you get this turn, and he comes out in that purple. I'm obsessed with the purple. That's, that's yeah, what well, I want him to wear. My my reason as well. I, I hope the same happens, but my reason mainly is for I can't see Dominic Mysterio being a great heel on his own, no, and a strong enough booked heel. Like he's not believable that he's going to be Edge in a one on one match on his own. But if he's no. part of the Judgment Day, then he's got a chance. He's got three people behind him. Um, so I think he needs a faction rather than just being on his own. But we'll see how it plays out. Let's say I think they might drag the story on for a little bit. I don't think necessarily we're going to come out tonight on Raw and Dominic will come out with um, Judgment Day. I don't see that happen. I think we might get more teases of them joining them. And like you say, Rhea being the main one involved in that. Um, it'd be interesting because will Edge and Ray be on Raw tonight? Will we get Beth Phoenix just involved in this like again? A... There's so much you can do. <laughs> I could just imagine just like cutting to a scene backstage. Rhea's just like stroking Dominic's hair. Like... <laughs> <laughs> like like he's a dog or something. Uh, I mean, to be honest, the way it's been going, it wouldn't surprise me. As I say, it's not too far from that at the moment. Um, but I, I love it. I love it's Rhea brilliant. Ripley involved. Brilliant in storytelling. Um, she, like I say, she feels like the main member of Judgment Day, even though she's not wrestling. So that's really good. Um, 
Should we move on? Yeah, I think you mentioned Liv and Shane. I think we should just briefly mention that. Yeah, yeah, let's Not talk about too that. much to say, really. I mean, the match was good. Just obviously the atmosphere was way down. A multitude of reasons. You had an absolute stacked card. Liv's had a bit of a rough time lately with being over with the crowd. And also this wasn't really built that well. We, no. I think, as a trio also was adamant something was going to happen to make yes, this match bigger. That's what I was going to say. Nothing did. We thought maybe Ronda was going to I think a lot out. of people thought that. I remember seeing online, like, in a build-up to this, like, weeks before, like, this can't be the Clash match. It's not... It's a big match, but it doesn't... This super show with a great card, like, this just kind of felt there. And, yeah, I thought maybe Ronda was going to be added last minute or Ronda was going to interfere, walk through the crowd. Because if she was still suspended, yeah. that would have worked brilliantly, her coming through the crowd. Um, but obviously they... I mean, spoiler for uh, Friday SmackDown when we review that, but um, she got reinstated on SmackDown. So then I thought, oh, that's probably not going to happen. But yeah, I think we thought even Charlotte Flair coming back here would have been something. Um, yeah. At the, the end, only thing I really, the more I think about it, it's good because Liv Morgan needed a clean, simple win. Yeah. I think she she was so damaged after the Ronda. Hundred percent, because that she really it. needed to win. But it was almost surprising because I didn't believe she could beat Shayna. So it was a bit weird that she did beat her clean. It was like, oh, that was strange. But she did need it. She did so need now, it definitely. The um, thing is, they should have never done that stupid SummerSlam finish because even now, even though she's won clean, no. I'm still a bit like didn't feel quite real. <laughs> no, and it's going to be interesting match, to though. see where they go next. I'm assuming they'll probably get Liv Ronda again now. Ronda's back. I think that's probably the obvious thing to do. Maybe doing extreme rules because then there's no, um, you know, there's no uh, DQs, no nothing can happen. I think Ronda can have a good match like that. And, and Shayna could still be involved in that somehow. You can involve her in the storyline with Ronda. Um, you could even have a triple threat. I don't know, but there's definitely ways you can continue this and make it interesting. But yeah, in terms of where this match was, it was it, I, I enjoyed watching it, but the crowd was a little bit quiet for this one. Um, but yeah, like you said, I think Liv definitely needed the win. It was a good match. Liv did a couple. There was a bit in the corner where she did that. Um, it's a power bomb out of the corner where she like flips. Um, that she does, I can't remember. That was awesome. Yeah, that was, that was that. great. She's done She's that before, but I haven't seen her do it in a while. And I, I think. There were some really good bits in this match that people did get into it towards the end because of it being good. But I just think it was unfortunately placed on the card as well, the third match in. You're <laughs> going to struggle on that card. Yeah. You couldn't couldn't have placed it anywhere, really, and it'd be correct. It, it Should we talk about the other women's match and then end with Rollins and Riddle? 100%. So the other yeah. women's match on the card was the six-women tag team match, which actually opened the show. I don't think any of us... We talked about, actually, earlier in the day, didn't we, which match we think will open the show. I don't think any of us said uh, the six no. woman tag, but I don't think it was a bad choice because the very Not first person that come out was um, we didn't pre- talk about the pre-show actually. We'll talk about that briefly at the end. Um, so it wasn't the very first music we heard, but uh, Bianca Belair came out first here, um, and then we got the new team entrance and damage control, which felt quite generic. I would have preferred Bailey's then EOs and Dakotas separately because I love their entrances. Um, but yeah. I guess when you've got a proper faction with a proper team name, you're going to come out together. So um, that was okay. Um, but then we got a really fun opening six-woman tag match. Yeah, it was great, wasn't it? I mean, 
it's nice that they have a name. I think I agree there. Their music wasn't too good. Bailey was hilariously over here. I think oh, it's mainly the fact that her name goes really well into yeah. the song Hey, Hey, Baby, but probably Bailey. I don't think it would be as popular otherwise, but she's it's been tweeting about that though. loads since as well. Uh, it's just so funny, isn't it? Um, I mean, she is very popular, uh, particularly in the UK, but yeah, the chant helps. And the fact that it kept going and going and going, she was... It was confusing people, wasn't it? I know even Bianca was looking like, <laughs> what is going on? The only on? other people that really got chance in this match were um, EST. There was some EST chants. Yeah. And at one point, there was a Let's Go Asuka chant when she tagged in. Other than yeah. that, I mean, like, EO and Dakota felt irrelevant, about, about, unfortunately, because Bailey was so over. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, that's not really anybody's fault. It was part um, of the just, fun, though. It was it? just part of the fun crowd that we were that was involved. But yeah, I loved the the Haley Bailey chant. Um, yeah, it was a great match, and she I was mean, really playing into it. She was, yeah, she's fantastic. Yeah, I, I'm so so pleased that this faction is a thing. Yeah, um, I like the fact that we got to see Belair, Oscar, and Bliss, but it's not a trio I want to see for too much longer. I think they're wasted really in no, this. No, and I think with the outcome of this match, I think we've got a clear direction now anyway, really. I think either, uh, Alexa and Asuka will go off and do a separate thing. And we're going to get Bailey versus Belair because Bailey actually pinned Bianca Belair in this match. Yeah, that was very interesting, wasn't it? The yeah. The fact that they allowed that. Um, I think it's good sometimes when that happens because, yeah, I think Bailey's 100% going to play on that. Oh, gonna she's going to come match. out to Raw tonight and be like, I pinned you. I want to face you at Extreme Rules. Like, I can't see anything about that. I think Asuka and Alexa, I don't think they'll keep them in the tag division as a tag team. I think they're too good individually to be a tag team. And uh, the rest of Damage Control can be involved with the feud. I mean, the feud might still continue in terms of like a three-on-three three a bit, but um, I, I, I mean, I predicted it going to Survivor Series. Yeah, I predicted it to go to Survivor Series and then we can have a Raquel and Aaliyah involved and... Um, and Sasha and Naomi, but it is. I didn't realize there was still two pay per views before Survivor Series. I, for some reason, thought Survivor Series was the next show. So um, I think that would be dragging it out too long. So I, I don't think that happens now. Um, but it will be interesting what happens with the tag title because obviously Dakota and EO got screwed out of that a little bit. So maybe they'll get, they'll move on to that tonight as well. They might get a rematch or something. I think they should get the belt. So I think it would be really good. I think they'd be great with it, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah, they should do. If, if Sasha and Naomi aren't coming back especially, then they should. Um, but even even if they are, you could still have them have the belts and then... Hello and welcome to Recharge Wrestling. Uh, this is part two of our review <laughs> and recap and spoiler city of Clash at the Castle that was hosted at the Principality Stadium in Cardiff. And we had some technical problems, but we are still here and we're going to finish this review. Please give us a like and subscribe. As you can tell, we haven't got that good techie stuff at the moment. So the more you subscribe, hopefully one day we can actually afford some good equipment. Yeah. So, and by right. technical problems, that was it was technically I'm a problem because it I, was pressed, technically I Fisher, stopped pressing yeah. the record button by accident. Um on, on Zoom. I don't know how I did it, but I did. Anyway, we were right in the middle. We were basically at the end of talking about um, the the six-woman tag match, weren't we? Yes, we were. So We've covered, if you haven't seen part one, well, I mean, the podcast is all going to be one part, so hopefully you're just listening on. But if it was on YouTube, there is going to be part one. Um, so watch that first, because we talk about the first five matches on there. We've literally only got a bit left, so we're just going to finish off. 
But what a banger that is left. I mean, if it yes. was something not really worth discussing, I wouldn't have bothered. But no. we have Seth Rollins versus Matthew Riddle, who now has his full name back, although it's just Matt Riddle. Um, yes. What a corker. I mean, this felt the build for this was pretty damn sweet. Yeah, wasn't it? I mean, they really did make the right decision pulling this on SummerSlam. Yeah, in the end, we wasn't too pleased. But mm. this was it really. Gave well, it was it great because we got to see it in person. As soon as we knew it, we were going to see it in person, we were kind of laughing about it. Um, I do think it should have had a stipulation. I still think it should have, but it didn't ruin. Like, we still got a banger reason for that, though, isn't there? Well, with Extreme a... Rules coming up next, I expect that's probably why. Yeah, and also there was a segment in the match as well where Riddle basically loses the plot and smashes the announce desk with a chair trying to hit Seth. And yeah. I really think that is going to play into them having another match at Extreme Rules. Um, I also have to apologise to Seth. In uh, <laughs> I can't believe you did this. For some reason, I didn't predict Seth to win. And I'm a huge Seth Rollins fan. And I always predict him to win in our predictions. And yeah, for some reason, uh, I went for Riddle. I was shocked I don't know what this, came over me. And he, he, he then he went and won. So, um, fair play. But really, I suppose the, the unwinding of Riddle here was the fact that he got in a stress... Yes, went for the, the chair, chair, lost the plot. And he's got been less jokey. I mean, that raw promo where he was swearing and stuff, and this match has shown so a different cool. side to Riddle, hasn't it? And I think that's yeah. what we're getting. And that's probably what we're going to lead to, probably another match Extreme Rules. I mean, Seth seems to have best of threes all the time. Like, it, it, when he wrestles someone, he wrestles them three times. Um, seems to be the way it goes with Seth. I, would, I want him, if they do do that, I still want him to come out on top of this. If he wins yes, two, what, like if Riddle wins two. the next one, then fine. But then if they did a third match, like Crown Jewel or something, then I think Rollins should win this feud because you can still have him face Roman um, down the line. I think it's it's got to be done. Yeah, I'd, I'd love that to happen. And yeah, like you say, Seth really needs a big chain win. He needs to win a whole series. I don't mind him losing maybe at um, yeah Extreme Rules if they Extreme did Rules that way. or something like that. And I've just had. A prayer to come into my head. Go so on, we're saying about Riddle coming out with these. He's he's changing his style. He's losing the plot slightly. He's getting aggressive, trying to hit people yeah. chairs, swearing mm. things like that. I wonder whether he'll lose to Seth in the long run after the the best of three that we seem to get all the time. Randy Orton may then be ready to come back. Will come back. Mm. They may have a short time together. Then you'll have the turn because he's now aggressive and he's like, I don't need you you turn me soft or whatever, you, you then get heel riddle, face Randy Orton, and then you go on to have an amazing match at WrestleMania. That's a good shout. I mean, you could easily, this could lead to like riddle turning heel if he snaps. Yeah, I think that's uh, a good shout because I think, I think a lot of people say it, but the most interesting way to go with riddle and Orton is actually riddle turning on Orton rather than the other way around, which yes. is what always happens with Orton. With Orton yeah. Um, yeah, We've that's a, that's a, a good shout. And if he loses to Seth a couple of times, he can then lose that, lose that, and uh, yeah. And, and Seth's and a great person it. to get in someone's head. Yeah, and it, after it, that, you can also have Seth, not necessarily turn face, but turn his character slightly and his attention to to Roman, assuming Roman's still champ, which I'm expecting him to be by the time that feud ends. If you are waiting until Survivor Series, because you can have um, you can have the ma- first match at like we say, Extreme Rules, or the second match, Extreme Rules, the final match at Crown Jewel, and then that leaves you the next pay-per-view Survivor Series. You could do Roman v. Seth there. Um, something like that. 
um, and do like cross or drew like we mentioned earlier in uh, Saudi Arabia. Yeah, it's going to be incredible, whatever it is. But this match, I mean, let's talk about the finish, should we? So yes. Seth got a stomp off the back of this chair miss. And then I thought, Riddle, Riddle's lying on the floor. Seth started to climb up the rope mm. at the time. And I thought, he's going to hit an RKO here. He has to hit an RKO. I mean, it was just the perfect like spot, wasn't it, for him to hit a, an RKO. But no, yeah. Seth got a super stomp. Which yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting it, and it was a really cool move. It was like that extra, just that extra bit yeah. on it. Like um, I did notice Riddle had a massive like egg on his head, though. I wonder whether, I wonder whether he did actually stomp him into the mat, or if that was from a different section of the match. Yeah, I, I didn't notice that, but um, quite possibly. But it was it was an awesome match. Good. I mean, Seth's outfit as well was deserves mention. That oh, was some crazy, some crazy. Yeah, he? he looks awesome. <laughs> such I a crazy outfit. outfit. Um, all orange yeah, trousers. This is like, this is a banger, but it, it had like it didn't have the um, the after angle. That's probably why we haven't said too much about it because it didn't have anything crazy happen after and a clean finish. Clean it was just a really good match of a clean finish in it, which is totally fine. Um, and we did get again the crowd here, fantastic. Really into Rollins more than Riddle, which obviously we were more into oh, the heel. Riddle face. didn't really get any chance at all. Was no, it? he, he got he got a bit, but not compared to Seth. It was all Seth. Um, and then, obviously, singing along to Seth's theme song, Seth conducts the crowd, which was a really he cool moment. He was loving it, wasn't he? Um, I love this character. I love it because it's, it allows him to, to enjoy the crowd by being yeah. so egotistical. Yes. Not not have to turn them down like no. Bailey did yeah, earlier in the night. Exactly, yeah. Like, like Bailey that. doesn't want the, the yeah. crowd adulation, whereas Seth does. He just which wants he... to prove that he's the best. The best, really. Yeah. yeah. And I love it. Yeah, it's um, what a match. Yeah, a real noteworthy a point as well was Seth when he started when he was using Orton's moves. That was an amazing way of getting into Riddle's head, where um, he does the oh yeah, the, 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 off the, the rope yeah, and I forgot then about started that, up the RKO, <laughs> even though he didn't get it. Um, yeah, that was awesome, and that's why I think eventually that. as well, if if Randy does come back by the third one, you can you can have a Seth Orton match somewhere down the line. I know we've seen that before, before, but we haven't seen it in quite a long time. So Seth Orton and then um, having Riddle turn would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. You can. That's where you can have Riddle turn on on Orton. I can just imagine Seth just laughing like hell. Even having Seth involved with Riddle would be cool. Just him, like almost like manipulating him somewhat. I'd love that, but I guess you can't really have him in the title picture if that's what's happening. But. It'd be no, a way to keep him away from the title for a bit if you want to put keep keep that back till Mania season. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, that was um, another great match. Like I, said, I think we got quite a lot of good matches on the show. This was up there. Um, we did get one bonus match that we didn't know we were getting, which was, I believe, televised. It was the pre-show, which was yeah. a six-man tag team match. Out of nowhere, we got Mad Cat Moss teaming with the Street Profits who were there, they were all there for meet and greets and things, so it's kind of not a surprise they were on the card, versus the Alpha Academy, who I didn't know were there, and um, Austin Fury, who, of course, was oh, a bit of a you. clue that he's going to get involved in the main event later on. The fact that he yes. was there, I was thinking, surely they're not just bringing him there for a pre-show match. He's going to have some sort of involvement later. Um, I thought that as soon as I saw it. But yeah, this was, I mean, there's not too much to say about it, but... Um, it was cool just to have an extra match on the card and something in the pre-show because I think we were at our seats like quite early. Yeah, we were waiting for it and it was just a nice warm-up. 
Yeah, it was good fun. They got it? a good. Yeah, they all got good a good match. reaction. Moss got a decent reaction. Uh, everyone loves Street Profits, obviously. And they, they got a bit of a shoosh when well. Gable came out as well, which was nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I, I really like this um, as an opener. Um, bit random, cross brand sort of tag match, but um, yeah, good good stuff. Not a lot else to say about it, but yeah, let's give our overall thoughts on the show. Um, I mean, it's our first pay per view, so we're going to be a little bit biased, maybe, but. It was insane, insanely good. The only the only negative I have, the only slight negative there as I had, was the ending. The rest of it was almost perfect. I would say I loved it. I mean, from going from I mean, we've only seen shows in recent years at the O2, which is yes. a great atmosphere. I mean, it has about fifteen thousand capacity, I think, mm-hmm. but nothing compares to sixty-two thousand fans who are really into it as well. Yeah. Really into it. This was amazing. The whole of Cardiff was basically taken over by wrestling fans. It was oh, very it was. surreal. When we were walking around, it was it was it felt like being at a festival. It was it was weird, but just for wrestling fans. Um and, and we were mentioning when we're there, it's it's all this is probably as close to WrestleMania as we're gonna get without flying over to the States. Yeah. Um and the atmosphere was just insane the wrestlers could you could tell they were enjoying themselves they were really putting everything on it on online they they were enjoying it they were putting out a show which was great there was there was nobody there that you could see wasn't really giving their all um everything was great the only thing i guess was a little bit disappointing for me was the lack of fireworks but i guess that's probably a safety regulation from the stadium (laughs) yes i didn't think about it because it's like an indoor thing as well um so it's a little bit different i guess to when we get like the massive ones in the states where it's all going up, um, but yeah, that, that wasn't. I mean, in terms of our seats, we were sat in pretty good seats, um, a little bit of an angle to the ring, but you know, the atmosphere where we were was amazing as well. And uh, yeah, we just. I mean, it was an amazing time. And if they come back next year for a similar kind of show, then I'm sure we'll be. Oh, trying to go. So, I can't wait. I mean, I would love it if one. they did like something bigger, like a Rumble or something like that. That would be insane. Because um, I think that crowd for a Royal Rumble, can you imagine? Cool. With every person that comes out, the reaction that's going to get in a Royal Rumble match. Like, I think, I think it's it'd be unbelievable. Sell, sell even, I'd say, I think they'd sell even more. Yeah, they would. I think they'd, they'd sell it out. They'd sell it out if it's a Royal Rumble. They would. I'm sure they would. Because you'd have people that don't even like. You know, you could bring your mate or your dad or someone who maybe used to like wrestling and be like, oh, it's a Royal Rumble. You know what one of them is? And they'd be like, oh, yeah, cool. And then, do you know what I mean? Rather than I think just the show where like, oh, who's flying wrestling? in as well from Europe. Yeah, I think that would happen more. But yeah, overall, absolutely phenomenal. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, so I hope you've enjoyed our part two. Yeah, yeah, um, I, I screwed that one up. Oh, well. Please Bunch. give us a like and subscribe. Listen to our other content. If you've, if you've listened to this in the wrong order, Check out part one. It'll yeah. be uh, named Clash of the Castle review. I just want to say as well, by the way, I will have, hopefully, tomorrow, if I get time, an all-out and NXT Worlds Collide two-in-one Sunday show sort of pay-per-view review. Uh, round special up. there for you. Round up. It's not going to be a lengthy one because it'll just be me, but I will go through it so that we've at least got some some content from that on there because they were good shows and they are worth talking about. They're big, some big stuff coming out of, out of them as well. So yeah, listen out for that. Mm-hmm. And a quick thank you to any of our new subscribers and followers. There's definitely been a few since Clash yep. of the Castle. Yeah. Uh, stick along, please like subscribe, give us a comment. If you want to ask us any questions, we will come out with them on the pod as long as they are relevant. 
and clean-ish. Um, <laughs> yeah, I hope you're feeling pleasantly charged and we'll see you when we're next on, uh, yep. which will be multiple times this week. So yeah, bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, goodbye. Bye.